Hi everyone, and welcome to the 175th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hey guys! And Emily! Hello! How's it going? It's going good. I'm very tired. Understandable. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty tired too, but mostly because it's, it's still kind of early here. But, uh, Churro, you went to Comic-Con. How was that? Stressful. Stressful, okay. Let's hear it. Because there's just a lot of people there. So many people, right? Yeah. I mean, they changed up now. I mean, only people that have badges can be a lot are real close to the convention center. Yeah. But because of that, now that there's only badges, now everybody's in the convention center. So it's like a lot of traffic, a lot of people trying to like... The one thing I hate the most is when you're walking behind somebody and they stop to take a picture or they stop to look at something. You're just like creates a massive traffic flow and then like if you ever go there right when it opens it's like you'll get like like i was looking at pictures um, when i was on the taking the coaster down there yesterday and it's just like deadlocked it's like it's like reminds me of like a, like like a small little section reminds me of like a, of like anime expo where it's like huge like deadlock but it's like comic-con has you know the lines a lot better than anime expo yeah like, a lot how would you compare? I know, I know, it's completely different, but how would you compare it to the crowds we get at E three? Comic Con, I would say, has more. Crowds. Yeah, it definitely seems like it. Oh yeah, d- definitely because um, Comic Con is like where because you know E three is video games. You know, video games yeah. are more catered towards you know video game fans, whereas Comic Con is catered to comic book fans, movies. You know, podcasts, artists, so it's like a whole, whole bunch of like more genres to fill. So you get a bunch of more people, even casual people go. Yeah. So it's like you know that's why Comic Con has like way more crowds than E three. Interesting. So, anything uh, interesting at uh, at Comic Con that you saw that you liked? I always see the only reason why I go to Comic Con is because I want to yeah. see what Square Enix has up their sleeve for their merch, their yeah. um, figures. And, you know, I like seeing new Square Enix figures. Sometimes they sell them, like, really early. That's cool. Um, like, for example, they were selling the World Ends With You Neku figure, you know, yeah. really early. They're selling um, Shiki's Mr. Mew plush. Yeah. So it's it's kind of nice to have that ability. Then they are all, um, they have the uh, Mickey plush, too, as well. And Sweet. that doesn't that doesn't get sold until, I think, October, I believe I read. And, you know, I got it in July, and I got it as a birthday present, too, from a friend. Awesome. I'll just say, personally, I have uh, a bit of a confession. I have not seen, well, I've seen a couple, but not in the right way. I haven't seen any of the Marvel movies. What? How dare me. How dare dare me, indeed. But I have been uh, starting to watch them, little by little. I've currently watched Iron Man. What's the next one after that? Uh, Iron Man, uh, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, the first Avenger. I skimmed through the Hulk and Avengers. Seen all of those. So I am currently through, I'm guessing what is known as phase one. I'm through phase one of the MCU, as it were. And uh, just yesterday, 
went out to uh, GEO or Gale, which is like a anime and manga and video uh, shop here in Japan, but they also do rentals. Oh, I also went to Tsutaya. That's another place where you can rent stuff. Uh, and we got got three new movies. Got uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Got uh, what's that other one? Uh, Iron Man 3 and Guardians of the Galaxy. And I've been told by many a people don't watch Thor. But I also, oh, oh wait, I did get Thor. I got Thor. The, the plan on Thor is let's watch it until I don't like it anymore, and then I'm going to fast forward through it. No, no, watch Thor, but like it's the second Thor, Thor movie. The Dark World is yeah, yeah. That's the that's one. the that's what I'm talking about. I already I already watched the original Thor, okay. so yeah. So it's it's the second one. That's the one I'm talking about. So I got Dark World, and the idea that I had was that I'm going to watch it until I don't like it, and then I'm gonna fast forward through it. Is that is that fair? Is that okay? That's fair, but definitely watch Thor uh, Thor Ragnarok because that's like the absolute best one. Okay. Yeah, I definitely I yeah, I definitely want to see Thor Ragnarok. That looks cool. Uh yeah, I guess just for Thor 2: The Dark World, I really liked Thor 1 and I see that there are characters in this that are from Thor 1 that I want to have, you know, conclusions to. I'm I'm assuming there's going to be conclusions to them. So I would like to at least know what happens even if it's bad. That's kind of where I'm at. With, uh, no, that's kind of my thing, but like I'm just waiting for Disney Plus to come out so I can because they're gonna have all the Marvel films in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Disney Plus is like a no-brainer. Like all the classic Disney movies, and yeah. you know, including Star Wars and Marvel. That's something I could definitely throw you know a monthly payment for. Yeah, yeah. I guess just for me here, uh, rentals are still a, a very strong market here. Like. Like old school rentals, like you go to a shop and you rent a DVD slash Blu-ray physically, and you take it home and watch it. I just, to me, it blows my mind. Yeah, because the last so the last time I did a rental like this, renting a DVD from Blockbuster was like five bucks just for just to rent one DVD, whereas here. Like the three DVD, uh, the three Blu-rays, Blu-rays, mind you, I rented three Blu-rays for like under two bucks. And then I went and rented another Blu-ray at at Gill for like 86 cents. So that's pretty ridiculous. You know, I had, I I rented like four Blu-ray discs for, I I would say like about three bucks. And that to, that to me, because like my my current alternative is I have uh, Amazon Prime here, and uh, on Prime Video, I think renting each of these movies would be like about two bucks each. So ha- being able to get the these many for you know like two to three bucks, it's kind of a no brainer. So, and on top of that, it's it's Blu-ray quality, and that's that to me is a big deal because these movies are so beautiful. Yeah. So much crazy special effects. I have a crazy TV. I want to watch it as high quality as possible. But uh, yeah, I, I'm also looking at the Disney uh, service. 
So I'll have to see how it shakes out. Unfortunately, I don't think the Disney service uh, is, is going to come here to Japan because it looks like one of the cell phone companies out here has all the rights to all the Disney movies. So I don't know. It's weird. Emily, where are you on the Marvel movies? Have you seen any and all of them? I'm in the same boat as you. I've seen I've seen the first three Iron Mans. Okay. I've seen the first two Thor movies okay. and the first Avengers. Okay. So, yeah. I, I will just personally throw my hat in and say highly recommend Captain America's. The, those, yeah. Those, well, I've only seen the, the first Captain America movie. That was awesome. I would say personally, out of the earlier movies that isn't Avengers, the Captain America one was my favorite. I thought Thor was pretty good, but I would say Captain America was a little bit more than me. One really surprising thing, and I think as a Canadian, you will appreciate this. The guy that plays Captain America is Ramona Flowers' second evil ex-boyfriend from Scott Pilgrim. That's Captain America. Yeah, that's Chris yeah. Evans. What? He doesn't look like him at all. That 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 shocked me. It's like that's a big shocker for like he's such a he's such a douchebag and he's got like a weird facial hair going on and he's supposed to be this action movie star but he's such a jerk. And he's got this like really and he tries to have this big old tough voice tough voice and yeah everything about him his haircut's weird but then in captain america he's this dream boy dreamboat cute guy and really buff and looks like the nicest man you've ever known and it's completely different so shout out to chris chris evans for having range that's awesome also surprising if you go back and watch scott pilgrim there are so many people that end up being like superheroes in other movies you got chris evans captain america got brie larson captain marvel uh brandon ruth superman it's a lot of people just random that that ended up happening and like like immediately after all these actors and actresses became like pretty prominent superheroes you know superman captain america captain marvel big deal not a big deal or anything just i'm just just superman as we're recording yeah. this, like Marvel's like revealing all their Phase Four movies right now. Oh yeah, I- I'm excited. Like, it's going to be a while for me to be able to to be able to watch those, but I know I'll be ready for them. Yeah, I want to watch some of them. Yeah, I w- I will just say, uh, side note, I have seen Black Panther and I've seen uh, Spider Man Homecoming. I saw both of those on plane flights. The but, only uh, one I haven't seen yet is the. The new Spider-Man: Far From Home. That's the only one I haven't seen yet. Oh, sweet. So yeah, so you're you're all caught up. Yeah, I I definitely I want to get caught up, and uh, yeah, once once these things start coming out in theaters, then I'll I guess I'll go watch them in theaters as they're coming out. Because I have I haven't been able to watch any of these in like a big theater setting, so I'd like to do that at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I went to go see Endgame, and I saw both Infinity War and Endgame in IMAX. And that was. Oh my god. That's cool. Alright, well, uh, anyway, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes Store, Spotify, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KH Union. 
We have a two-segment show today. We have first our news segment, and then we have a question segment. And you might ask yourself, there's news? And then I say to you, oh, ye of little faith, of course there's news. I'm a podcast host. I can dig news out of anything. We got some news. It's not much, but it is something. So if you want to know what that news is, please stick around. Anyway, uh, in the way of announcements, as always, if you guys like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. Our Patreon executive producers are as follows. We have Nahika Blawi, Joseph Robertson, who's at Pokemon Trainer J, Godseeker, Alex and Rachel Troutman, who are at Akira Namjian, Chris Morales, Keith Field, who's at The Mighty Keith, Michael Graham, Billy Jackson, who's at underscore Billy Jackson, and Emily, if you take these next few. So we have Barry Norton at Nor- Nortron Zero, Miles Ribbons, Thorin Bullen at Massacre 23, David Caro, Tori Patrick, Chris Pope at Dr. Pop 181, Yannick Nod at Yannick Nod, Louis James, Nick Morland, Zach Duranto, Freya Stella, Rachel oh. Casterton at Orion oh, Ray. <laughs> okay. Hunter Morgan, Muhammad Quam, Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels, and Darren Matthews at Doomster73. And be a part of the show! Send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. And I just want to add real quick, uh, not the next episode, but the episode after that, that's going to be our... August 20th episode. That will be our 10th anniversary Kingdom Hearts Union special. So please tune in for that. If you have any suggestions for things you would want to hear on that episode, please send them to uh, either at khuquestions at gmail.com or you can send it to us on Twitter at khunion. Either way is fine. If you have any suggestions for a 10th anniversary episode. All right, for the news, let's move on to the first segment, the news segment. We have three bits of news. The first bit of news. Kingdom Hearts VR is getting updated. With a new Yay. area. I've been actually waiting for this. I've been like asking myself, when are they? Did they forget about this? <laughs> Did they forget? Did, yeah, exactly. Did Sony forget about this? So first uh, aspect of this update is it's going to add an Olympus Coliseum section. Which looks so far looks identical to how it looked in Kingdom Hearts One, but hey, I'll take it. And uh, the other aspect of it is we now have motion control battles, so you can now swing the Keyblade around like you saw in that or initial trailer for this. That means and I gotta buy act- motion controllers now. It actually in the trailer it it didn't look too bad. Like the first time they showed it, it looked awful. This looks okay. I think that's why it took. They've been taking a while because they know how bad it was. Yeah, so it actually looks pretty good. Um, Some kind of weird notes about it is that so the the actual Colosseum is the Kingdom Hearts One model. The Shadow Heartless that is shown being fought is like Kingdom Hearts One slash Kingdom Hearts Two Shadow, but the large body that shows up is the Kingdom Hearts Three version of the model. Why Why are they picking such random uh, sources for their models? I don't understand. Yeah. It's just them. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's VR, I guess. So, Churro, I think you're the only one out of all of us that's played 
the original VR experience. Could you give us a quick explanation as to what that was? It's just basically a lot of, like, visual. I mean, it is a VR experience. So basically, it's just being in the shoes of Sora, like, at some, you know, different points of his, like, adventure. Like, in the the epilogue, you have, you know, scene from at the very end of 0.2 where Sora, Donald, and Goofy are in the the gummy ship and they're talking about where to go next and then, you know, you look around, you can turn around and see Donald and Goofy behind you and if you if you look, you know, kind of too far down, you can see Sora's legs so you're basically you're in the role of Sora and then that one ends with, you know, flying through the portal and then you're just traveling straight in, in the portal then you see, like, you know, various images from all from all the games appearing all around you and then you hear music playing and then that ends then the other one is destiny islands is where the scene where sora riku and kairi are on the papu tree right before you know it gets destroyed by the heartless you know they're talking about leaving and all that and you know and basically again you're sora you can look down to see you know riku and kairi talk does sora do that thing where he lies back on the tree does that make you no. feel barfy in VR? Okay, it doesn't. No, he that, doesn't. He's just him, him sitting if down. If he did that, that would make me want to barf. No, fortunately, they didn't, they didn't do that part. But like okay. after their conversation, like the sky darkens, and then you just see like, like basically a trailer play with Hikari Orchestra playing in the background, and and at some point, like it, the trailer breaks up into like two different trailers. You'll see like Birth by Sleep, and then you'll see like Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts Two. And it's just like, it's just showing all that going on at the same time. And then once that ends, you know, the screen darkens and then it goes to like it, it open it and the screen opens up again to see Twilight Town and you hear Xion's voice. And then it just says, you know, Twilight Town coming soon. And then that's the end of the two ones. Interesting. So, yeah, a lot in there. But then also, you know, hearing you say that, it's also like. There's a lot in there, but there's also a lot that was in that initial trailer that didn't make it into that VR experience, like the, you know, motion control battling that is going to be in this update. So I I guess that was just more of them just like trying to, I think they're just like trying to like experiment what you can do with, with you know, with it. And because I, because I think that if they would have released the Keyblade and, you know, the motion controls, I think it probably wouldn't be that good. So I think they just kind of held back. Yeah. Kind of makes me wonder, and yeah, I don't know what you guys think on this. What do you think the the purpose of this VR experience is? Why are why are they releasing it? You know, it's free. You know, what, what's the it's, what's the point of it? It's just to add another notch to their belt, because you know, yeah. you know, they you know they were on a cell phone game, you know, back yep. before, you know, on a regular cell phone, flip phone, you know, in Japan, yep, flip phone, yeah. Now they moved it to, you know, then they had PC, like web browsers, which was a big thing in Japan as well. Then they moved on to mobile phones and tablets with, you know, Union Cross. Then they had PSP. You know, I mean, Kingdom Hearts is one of those is, is one of those series that tries to be on every single console it's on. So with VR, you know, the way it is, you know, I think yeah. that Namara was just like, hey, whatever, let's just do it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like they're testing the waters with VR to see how it might work. And yeah, I guess trying to gauge what people's reactions are to it, to see if they like it. And yeah, cause otherwise like, I don't see why they're just doing, 
Yeah, I don't that, see why uh, they're not just doing a title with it. Yeah, considering with Final Fantasy fifteen, you know, doing the Monster of the Deep fishing yep. VR. Yep. Then originally they had that Prompto VR yep. too, but that one was scrapped. So to me, because you, you know how Nomura is when it comes to Final Fantasy fifteen and how they try to do one thing and Nomura one ups them. So I'm <laughs> guessing with the whole Monster of the Deep being not really that much, that great and Prompto being cancelled, this you know, Kingdom Hearts VR experience is more like another thing Nomura wants to put out there and say, hey, well, at least we got this you know, much done with it compared to Final Fantasy fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, yeah, uh, Kingdom Hearts, the VR update uh, for that is going to release in the U.S. July 24th and in Japan on July 25th. So it's, you know, simultaneous. Uh, I guess, yeah, moving on from there, uh, I guess this was at Comic-Con. You probably saw these, Chiro. The uh, uh, figures for Shion and Roxas were shown. So now we have the full set, Axel, Roxas, and Shion together. And they look awesome. From what I saw. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they they look pretty good. Like I, I actually can't wait to actually get all three of them. Yeah, it looks so cool, and uh, yeah, that Roxas, so tempting. Being a deep dive fan, but uh, I, I think <laughs> I think I'll hold back. I'm not, I'm not a figure person, but man, I, I, if, if I, I ever got one, that would be the one. I had the Roxas players guy with his normal clothes. I didn't get the one when he was in his organization clothes. So now, like, and plus, um. Ring arts are cheaper too, so it's like maybe this would be a lot better value for it. So, um, and that's one of the reasons, like I said before, one of the reasons why I like going to Comic Con is like I just love getting this, like running the Square Enix, even though I'm not allowed to run, to see what like new figures they got. And it's like, um, yeah, from what I, I saw, hoping- over overall the figures look so good. I'm. I mean, yeah, well, let me ask you guys this: still. Like, what do you guys have predictions for next year's figures if they do have them? Like, like Kingdom Hearts ones, or yeah, uh, Kingdom Hearts. Mm. Uh, Has man. there been one for Vanitas? Oh yeah, Vanitas. Because I found it weird that they had like him being one of the first ones to roll out for the Funko Pops. Yeah, yeah he was. you know what I mean? Because it's well, just like a random. Well, when there's I've, other characters, I've been, I've been told that know. this year was supposed to be like four new figures are supposed to be released, like players Kai wise or Bring Arts wise. Yeah. So we have, you know, this obviously we have the reveal of Roxas and Shion. So a lot of people are guessing that you know Vinitius could be one of them, or it could be like. Um, All right, I got a weird or one. Or like organization members. I got a weird one because I saw I saw there there was a weird one. There 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 was the shadow ones. So why not Dark Side? That'd be a cool. I'm thinking action figure. What was his name? The one from the secret ending. I can't remember his name. Oh, Master and Masters, or oh, Yozora. 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 Oh, that yeah, that'd be a cool one. That would be. That'd be cool. That would be cool. If they do it, I want them to style it off of the 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 Verum Rex box, like from Toy uh, Toy Toy Box. Though I wouldn't be mad with. Oh god, what was it? Because uh, because they have so far they have every like form of Sora. They have you know normal case three Sora. Then they got pirate Sora coming out soon. They have the guardian form Sora. You know now they're just missing. Um, then they have uh, the uh, limit. Do they have the monster one? They haven't had the monster one yet. They had like the the uh, the the kingdom key form Sora released already. So the ones that are missing is monster form Sora and. The the dual gun Sora. 
Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, and then they have, then there's like a power form one too as well from like Toy Story. Oh, yep. Yeah, because yep, yep. yeah, they do have Toy Story and then they don't have the, uh, the power form version. So like, I'm kind of guessing it's going to be another store at least. <laughs> I could also go for Neo Shadow. I don't know. For some reason, I just want Heartless. <laughs> well, they do have Shadow Heartless uh, Bird yeah. Arts too coming out. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I just saw so those. That, that, that idea isn't too far fetched. Yeah, so I'm down for Neo Shadow and Dark Side. Those are my two. Because I I don't see why they they wouldn't do Dark Side. It's such a popular like uh, monster, and you, everyone's seen him. He's right at the beginning of the game, so so that's cool. So yeah, lots of interesting uh, figure stuff coming out of Comic Con if you're into figures. And just the last bit of news, it's kind of more of a. Uh, you know, just a, a you know an update, and kind of, we kind of already knew, but yeah, Kingdom Hearts uh, is confirmed to be the second best-selling game of tw- 2019 so far. So of the first half of 2019, Kingdom Hearts is listed as number two, number yeah, one yeah, being it, Mortal Kombat 11. It, it it had a good run too because it was released in January at the end, and then it, it went up to I think May. So from January to May, mm-hmm. it was number one. At, or or it could, I think it'd be it's either May or June that it was number one. So then Mortal Kombat finally took over. But that's yeah, like you said, man, this is awesome. Like for Kingdom Hearts to to last it this long, that is unprecedented. And Especially yeah, when you got on games top of like that, Resident Evil a, Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. it was up against Resident Evil Two of all things. And it's been a long time since we had a mainline Kingdom Hearts game that's going to get, like, those numbers. Yep. Exactly. So, it's pretty fun. That's, that's exciting. And, uh, yeah, yeah also, and, uh, remember, it's confirmed to be... March, yeah. If I remember, Kingdom Hearts 2 didn't outsell Kingdom Hearts 1. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure, you know, life to date, if that's the case. But, yeah, at least at first, yeah. no, it didn't. Hmm. So, yeah, it's it's... Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 1 sold a ton uh, on, on its uh, Disney. Well, I mean, it was marketed like crazy, especially by Disney. Yeah. So Kingdom Hearts 2, not as much. I mean, Kingdom Hearts 2 had interviews about it on MTV. Yeah. That, that was, was so weird. weird. And then yeah. Disney didn't really do much with it. But finally, with, uh, you know, with, uh, with Kingdom Hearts 3, Disney, like, is a lot more involved now. I mean, there was trailers in, like, theaters for yeah. the game, so... That's so cool, so... It's also confirmed to be the best-selling game in the series so far. We already knew that, but, you know, good to know. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. It, it's it, it's great to see that Kingdom Hearts 3 was uh, so well-received. Uh, you know, it, it was kind of worrying at first that, you know, Square and Disney were putting in so much effort into Kingdom Hearts 3 that if it came out and was a failure... That would have been bad for the series. That would have been real bad. You know, it's nice when these make or break kind of releases end up making it. And yeah, so I'm only uh, excited to see where, where the series goes uh, after that with, uh, with all this uh, success that it's received. So, yeah, I guess uh, moving on from there, our uh, let's go to our questions in our question segment. So our first question comes from Nico Gonzalez and they ask. I remember when Axel debuted in Chain of Memories. 
He was the most sadistic or he was the most sadistic or of the organization. I never imagined that he'd become a uh I never imagined that he'd become a beloved protagonist. If you could pick any of the Kingdom Hearts villains to have the same turnaround and join Sora's team, who would you pick? Oh. A lot of a lot of good options. That's um, a lot of yeah, King that's Kingdom Hearts ones. villains. I'm gonna go on a stretch here. I'm gonna say Vanitas. That's a good pick. I was thinking that too. <laughs> I was thinking of Vanitas too. Yeah. Because like after that I kind of thought that was what's gonna happen, but because after that conversation with uh, Ventus and Sora after you yeah. defeat him in Kingdom Hearts three, you here yeah. you thought for a second that you know <laughs> oh he's he's gonna join Sora. You know we're gonna have you know Cage two Sora in presence yep. of Cage three Sora, but but then he's like nope. He's like you know what I'm <laughs> just darkness. That's all. You know, I can't yeah, be, he's kind of like the one else. character. Oh my god, he was like one of the only characters in Kingdom Hearts three where, like, when they had that like scene with Sora, it wasn't like, "Here's my good side." It was just like, "No, I'm I'm here. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm bad. evil." Bye. Yeah, I liked yep. it though, but I would still like to see him not be good. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I think he's an interesting character. What if Vanitas comes back? dyes his hair brown and goes to Destiny Islands and just acts like he's Sora and tries to replace him. That would be so weird. Like, yeah, I'm to- I'm totally Sora. What's up, Kyrie? Want to go on a date? And-, and he just like totally does everything that Sora would never do. I love it. So yeah, Vanitas is a good one. Emily, how about you? Any uh any particular villain you'd like to see turn good? I mean, I was thinking about Vanita. I know one, I know two characters that I don't think I want to see that happen to, and that's Larxene and Marluxia. Oh, yeah. Because I'm just like, I want them to stay evil, too, especially Larxene. <laughs> yeah. Larxene, I just can't who... imagine her, what she would be like if she was good. Yeah. And I love her, so, like, like, why? Kind of her that? defining character, her defining character trait is that she is a sadistic mean. person and likes to yeah. torture people. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we have seen that with a lot of the villains, though. Yeah. Where they've become... So it's kind of... It's almost hard to choose. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I guess, like, in Kingdom Hearts 3, we had so many uh, turnarounds. We had Vexen and Syx and, I yeah. guess, kind of Demix and... And not all of them are, like, at the level... Yeah. Of, like, Axel, where he's, like, he's, like, part of the trios and the main characters. Yeah. And, I mean... We so, have... that is different, but... Yeah. Yeah. Luxord gave Sora the wild card, which kind of is a show of support. And, you know, it was kind of unclear, you know, where he stood after that, you know, Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind trailer. So, you know, we'll have to see how that goes, but... Yeah, I, I mean, it, kind of a, a a problem with this question is, like, which villain hasn't turned around yet? <laughs> There's so I many. I mean, we had Xehanort, so. Yeah, I mean, arguably, like, Ansem. He went off into heaven, Even so. Ansem and Xemnas kind of had a little yeah. bit of a, not not necessarily a turn of heart, but kind of like. But like an understanding. Yeah, an understanding. And and they, they spoke very honestly with Sora for, like, yeah. the first time. So... Yeah, it's like I, think, I mean, I, I feel that uh, Luke Sword had the same reaction too. Like he went from like, you know, being 
mildly, minorly possessed by Eximnus, you know, yeah. to increase his power. And then all of a sudden he's just like, you know, and Sora tells him, hey, let's just let's play a game. You know, yeah. and this is all over. And he's all like, I would like that very much. And then he left with a smile on his face. Yeah, that's awesome. Not even Cloud would give you that, because like in Kingdom Hearts 1, Sora's like, hey, how about a rematch? You know, no no dark powers involved, and Cloud's just like, nah, I think I'll pass. So not even Cloud is as nice about playing games as Luxord. Of course, there's always, there's always that question. <laughs> Who are you, Luxord? There's always Maleficent and Pete. Yeah. I didn't really think about them. Yeah, that Maleficent and Pete. That's a that, yeah. that's a good set. <laughs> that would be really weird. That would be weird. I mean, I could see Pete going from not yeah. being evil to just being kind of annoying. Just being annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Maleficent. I don't know. No. Uh, the best I could see out of her is she sacrifices herself, and that's it. I mean, there was that part where, like, she defended in Kingdom Hearts two. She yeah. defended Sora against like the nobodies, but like. Well, because because she realized so that of, like, that a that she wasn't strong enough on her own to even beat yeah. anyone from the organization, so she'd rather have Sora, you know, and the gang do it for her. Which is yeah. kind of like now. That's why you know in the Sacred Indian Kingdom Hearts three, they didn't really they they found the box, but like you got five foretellers, which are very powerful mm. Keyblade wielders, so they're not going to get involved in that any in any way. So they're just going to let the heroes do all the work and. Maleficent isn't just gonna swoop in and just do her thing. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess other than that, like, mm, yeah, I can't really think of too many villains. I, I mean, there, there's young Master Xehanort, but he kind of st- stated as much that he, yeah, he's requ- it's he's kind of required like that he he's like, evil. No. <laughs> yeah. And especially when he, if you go off in the the, uh, the remind trailer, you know he, he's kind of like egotistical too. He's all like, yeah, you know, in an awful way, I'm kind of important. You know? Yeah, exactly. So hard hard to say how he's going to turn out since he's so stuck in his ways about uh, being evil. So I will say though, I think another character that is like kind of being like how Axel wasn't being shifted into like the main characters and not just the villains that are mm-hmm. kind of there as Syax. We've seen that in the end of Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. And I think I'm, I'm interested to see where that goes. Yeah. I do want to take this in a slightly different direction in terms of uh, characters. I want to see some characters go evil. So if like it too. was up to me, I want Nominee to be evil because there is not one character in this whole dang series that is so as as innocent seemingly as as nominee is so i'd love to see what she'd be like if she was and evil. i think it would work too because i feel like she's kind of alone like she doesn't yeah. have her little trio so i i don't know i feel like that would be it would make sense Kyrie would also be uh a- <laughs> an interesting pick for <laughs> the princess of heart <laughs> princess of heart pure light <laughs> Uh, I'm talking about either that or maybe there's secretly a dark Kyrie out there somewhere. Because I mean, you know, if you think about it, Kyrie was possibly a a a victim of some Ansem type experiments, and possibly 
you know, all all we know about Kyrie is that there's no darkness in her. What if what happened to Ventus happened to yeah. Kyrie? And what sense. if there's a Vanitas kind of character out there that's like an evil Kyrie? I'd be down. I'd be down. I want to see that. And she's yeah. going to have the Kingdom Hearts 2 design. <laughs> Just like Vanitas. They're, Fair. They're, they're starting to be like, oh, fun of you know, Final Fantasy fourteen ish, fourteen ish <laughs> with the multiverse. Yep, that's that's gonna happen. So uh, yeah, I guess that pretty much wraps up that question. And uh, Churro, if you could take this last question. This question is by Jimmy Rusert, and they ask: Since Kingdom Hearts three was so successful, it seems possible that the next game could have a higher budget. How would you want them to use the extra money? Also. If a Kingdom Hearts game had a lower budget, what would you what would you be okay with them cutting back on? Well, I think with Kingdom Hearts three, mm-hmm. like I think the worlds are so big. I don't think we need more of that. I like the scale of that. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> this is a difficult question because I feel like Kingdom Hearts three really had a lot to it. Yeah. I don't know what I would want to add to it. Was there any world that you felt was like maybe more empty than it probably should have been? Frozen. Yeah, frozen. So yeah. that so that would be a good one. Like I guess but less I worlds even, like that. But I don't even know if that was like a budgeting thing. That was more of a Yeah, that that to me kind of felt Disney more like restricting them. Yeah, Disney restricting but I think that's where Kingdom Hearts three comes into more problems is with Disney restricting. Like if Disney yeah. didn't restrict certain things, I think the entire series could be a lot more than what it is. Yeah. That that's which I that think would be true. really interesting, but if it had a lower budget, I don't know what it was like to have the frozen songs in there. Yeah. But that was kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> I can cut back on that. Like, I did really enjoy it. I enjoyed Let It Go. Okay. But the Build a Snowman part was really weird. <laughs> yeah. Cut yeah. back on the music. And there were some weird parts with CGI, too. Yeah, some of the CGI the was a little world. weird. It felt very off from all of the other CGI in the game. They yeah. can cut back on that. Yeah. I guess I guess going off of that, if if they had a a bigger budget, they could put more money into the CGI and make it not look weird, <laughs> or make it all look uh, together. Th- there was even a guy in the uh, Kingdom Hearts Three Ultimania where he's like, if possible, we at Visual Works would love to do all the cutscenes from the for the next Kingdom Hearts game. So that would that would be another option for what they could do with a bigger budget. I would just That'd say like insane. looking at um. You know, looking at Final Fantasy VII Remake as kind of like a like a bar for the highest quality thing Square can put out, I yeah. would kind of point to that and be like, "All right, make it more like that." It's very, it's a very generic way of saying it, but just like I, I just say, would say, pr- presentation wise and production value wise, if you yeah. if you saw the. Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind trailer and then the Final Fantasy 7 E3 trailer back to back just the levels of yeah. production value are completely different and you're right about that I guess elite you know if they had a bigger budget I would say 
maybe tend more towards what Final Fantasy VII is doing, and let's see if we can move in that direction. I would say a difference, a big difference that Seven Remake has, apart from being, you know, fully owned by Square, is that Seven Remake takes place mostly in one area, so mm-hmm. they can focus more on making that area as best as it can possibly be. Whereas when it comes to any Kingdom Hearts game, it will always be a uh, you know an amalgam of many different things, many different styles of things, and with all the difficulty that comes with that, you know you have to make di- not just different models, but you you have to get your art staff to be good at making different styles of movies. You know some movies are more stylized, and yeah, yeah. Some, some movies are more realistic and. You know, there's technology involved with that. Like, each different world has its own, like, technology issues that come along with it. Like, for example, in Rapunzel, everything in that world and also Rapunzel's hair needs to be okay with Rapunzel's hair because that's a big deal and very difficult to do. And it even was difficult for Disney to make the hair. And, you know, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, you get the boat. And the flying and the land stuff and uh, Big Hero 6, you got the city. So it's like each of these worlds that they do has its own different challenges, whereas uh, Final Fantasy VII Midgar, it's just Midgar. Yeah, there's different parts of Midgar, but it's all Midgar. So that gives them the opportunity to really push the production values really high on these things. So I guess, you know... If they had a bigger budget, I wouldn't expect them to achieve the same levels as what 7 Remake has. But, you know, split the difference. Something between where Kingdom Hearts 3 was and where 7 is. I just thought of another thing, too. Yeah. They they could get more Disney voice actors. Yeah. More the original ones. That would be great. And I don't know if that would be something they'd be willing to invest in, but, I mean, it's something. Yeah. It would be cool. I mean, we got Keanu Reeves in Cyberpunk, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe maybe that's a good option. Let's invest Kingdom in Hearts Keanu 4. Reeves for Kingdom Hearts. What's he running these days? He's probably so nice he'll do it for free. Or do it for charity. Yeah. Charity donation. So, yeah, that that's a good one. I guess if they had to cut back, this might be a, a touchy subject, but going completely in the opposite direction that I went in before... We could go back to the PS2 quality version of all of everything. We could just go back to Kingdom Hearts 2 style everything. Be kind of interesting though, you know, if you think about it. So if they were able to accomplish all of that stuff they accomplished in Kingdom Hearts 3 at that level of quality, what could they accomplish now if they went back to the PS2 level of quality? Could we have a massive Kingdom Hearts open world that's like the size of a country or something? Like, wh- what could they do? You know, if they went back to, you know, let's say Kingdom Hearts 2, two style, that level of graphics, I wonder what they'd be able to accomplish these days with that kind of, uh, you know, more limited so like, visual styles. It's like scale back on graphics, but scale up when it comes to just like the world and yeah. the open and the areas. Yeah. Because you know what? You never really see people, uh, you never really see games go for that. And I guess part of the reason is it, it's a lot harder to sell that. Yeah. You know, at a glance, if you see a, a Final Fantasy VII remake screenshot, even at a glance, you can see the quality instantly. You can see why you want to buy that because it looks flipping amazing. If you see 
a Kingdom Hearts 2 model, let's say hypothetically speaking, open world Twilight Town, but it's PS2 quality. From one screenshot, you're not going to get that this is an open world game. Like part of the the wonder uh, or part of the experience of it being open world is that you are actively playing this game and then you're discovering that there are no walls and and no loading screens that's more of an experiential thing and hard to deliver in a screenshot maybe you could deliver it in a video most likely but it's hard to deliver in anything but actually playing it because even even if you had a screenshot from standing on top of the clock tower in twilight town and seeing the city from a distance We've had that since Kingdom Hearts 2. It's hard to believe that it's real unless you can actually go there and experience it. So I think that that's probably why we don't see it advertised so much because it's really hard to 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 advertise that sort of thing. Yeah, and I feel like they did kind of like set the bar with Kingdom Hearts 3 with like how much they can do moving forward. And yeah. Like, I feel like that is almost like a new standard for them. I think if they went to do another side game. Yeah. I think they have a lot to explore with that, but I think Kingdom Hearts 4, yeah, it kind of has to be around the same quality. I think it would be... Yeah, at least the same. Weird. It'd be very weird if it was cut back. Yeah. It'd be kind of interesting. So let's say, hypothetically speaking, you know, we move to the PlayStation 5. They're going to make Kingdom Hearts 4. S- using the same technology, you know, would you want them... You know, uh, you know, assuming they're on, you know, PlayStation Five, you know, next generation. Would you want them to in their next game? Would you want them to focus on upgrading the level of visuals, or would you rather them stay where they are in terms of visuals, have it look exactly like Kingdom Hearts Three, pretty much no upgrades to it, but in terms of scale, you know, kind of like I was saying before, in terms of scale ramping that up a lot so for example you know we saw the big hero 6 world which is an open world but it was actually pretty limited like compared to other open world games that are out there that world is pretty small you know what if hypothetically speaking if they kept at the same level as what it is on you know ps4 now if they kept that same level on ps5 if they're able to make a massive world out of that would you be interested in that or would you rather them try to keep up with the level of production value uh increase that they've been going on i think with the worlds they run the risk of them being too long and too big because even some people found kingdom Hearts 3 was like kind of like where do i go or like yeah it's really big right yeah and like personally i would like bigger worlds yeah just because I love exploring them, but I can see how that would be an issue. Yep. But I think the graphics are already, like, amazing. Yeah. And I think with Kingdom Hearts' like, unique art style where it has to be kind of like Final Fantasy-esque and kind yeah. of Disney-esque, it's hard to find that happy medium in a new style. Yeah. But, yeah. I would like bigger worlds, but yeah. that's just I me. mean, Or even, with- like, more, like, side quests. Like Have expanding seen, it that way. I, I know, Brendan, you've pointed out this before with Big Hero 6, you know, the yeah. way how the world is. Yeah. You know, it could be potentially be like an open world. Yeah. They, absolutely. Have, they have that capacity to make they it. They could huge. do it. I mean, especially if they're bringing in, like, you know, Japan now. Yep. Supposedly. You know, can you imagine going from, you know, that, from, you know, Shibuya to uh, Shinjuku, I think it was. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine a, yeah, something on that scale? That would be awesome. I I mean, yeah, I, I definitely think that yeah, I think there's there's probably like some kind of a balance that that could be struck where, you know, we're moving to a new platform so we can make the worlds bigger, and then maybe, like, I I don't think they need to go crazy. I don't think we need to jump like we had from the, you know, from the older Kingdom Hearts games to Kingdom Hearts three. I think this level of quality is more or less pretty good. I think maybe there are some more rough areas about the production values of Kingdom Hearts three that maybe could be ironed out a little bit in in an updated version of this technology. But yeah, I think for the most part, I want them to focus more on what they can do with the technology rather than what the technology is. I don't think it needs to be like that big a, a jump in terms of like production, but more in terms of the scale of it, you know, bigger worlds, you know, like you said, Emily, more side quests. I think that's that's an important thing is if we have larger worlds, they need to be filled with more like activities in them. And side quests would be a good way of doing that. Um, and I find like like there's good side quests and there's bad side quests. Yes. And I don't I don't like bash Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. But like none of them felt rewarding. Like I didn't get anything out of it other than like an item i didn't get anything nope. for the story there was for the characters i, I think that but was then, probably the worst part about it for me was the story yeah. wise they were completely devoid of anything the characters were not important play, it was complete yeah. they were pure transactions yeah and like if you look at any like other like older final fantasy game if you were to bump into a side quest like that there would be a whole storyline going on you'd be yeah. helping out somebody you know, and like I think of like the Yakuza series, yes. and like Near Automata, where it's like the side quests are so they bring so much to the world yes. and to the theme and everything, and I, I really like that, and I think that's something that Kingdom Hearts is lacking is side quests that bring something. Yes, it definitely it definitely, and it definitely rewards you that. with a potion. Yeah, yeah, that's uh. Yeah, I'm 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 hoping if they go for more side quests that they they tend more towards the more interesting stuff and be And I mean we got NPCs, so that's one step. That's a start. I guess that's another thing they could use more budget for, more NPCs. More NPCs around when bad things go down. Because yes. I'm sure NPCs reacting to crazy things is probably expensive for various reasons. So that would be one way of doing it. You know what? I just had a crazy idea. And and this is not necessarily apropos to the question exactly, but it is something I want to see. Hypothetically speaking, if in Kingdom Hearts Remind we do get a Colosseum, I want a NPC crowd in there and I want them cheering and reacting to the battle. That would be so good. And if I get hit, I want them to be like, like, oh no, don't yeah. get up, Sora, or whatever. And, like, I, and I want them to react. And I want some. I want animations happening on those guys. Mm-hmm. They can be really simple and far away, but I want them to react. And yeah, if, you know, it'd be awesome if I do really well at something. They'll like, or if they win, they just like start throwing confetti or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like I want them to like be active in the background, even if it's far away. I want the I want to at least kind of know that they're there, and 
I want them to be treated almost like a character. Yeah, because, like, in, like, Kingdom Hearts 1, you have Sora doing his little victory pose after everything he wins. Yeah. But it's like, there's no one to share it with. Exactly. And I feel like it would be the perfect, like, clap back at everybody that complains about them <laughs> not having not having crowds. Yeah. Then they just have Birth by the, sleep. The people are cheering. <laughs> I want them to have the most active crowd you've ever seen. I want them yeah. to be cheering. I want them to... You know, you know, kind of like you know, in uh, Boo if you Smash lose. Brothers. In Smash Brothers, they go like, "Oh, I don't know, whatever that kind of stuff." Yeah, that's what I want. Crazy crowds at the Coliseum, make it happen, Square. So yeah, I think that uh, that pretty much covers this particular question. I mean. I guess this is a, a you know something that it could potentially be a big thing for for Kingdom Hearts because going forward, you know you have to consider Kingdom Hearts three, second best selling game of the first half of uh, twenty nineteen, second best selling game so far this year, best selling game in the series. You know, this is the highest level of success they've ever experienced. So. You know, by rules of capitalism, that means gotta go bigger next time. You know, that's how it works. And at the very least, like, you know, how do you get big corporations to believe in you and give you more money? By making them money. And Kingdom Hearts 3 just did that. It made Disney and Square a bunch more money than it did ever before. So that's good. And that'll probably mean that Kingdom Hearts 4 or whatever will have a bigger budget than Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, hopefully. Ideally. I'm not saying for sure, but, you know, just going based on uh, typical, you know, economics, you know, this is really successful. They want to do better next time. I feel like they've earned a bigger budget. So if that's what it was going to take, well, they did it. So anyway, moving on to our music for this episode. The music for this episode comes from the J Music Ensemble. So J Music Ensemble features some really talented jazz music, uh, jazz music artists, and actually, like the main guy, he like is actually a pretty prominent like jazz musician, and he's he's been on like late night TV shows and stuff like that, and. Uh, he, he just like on the side, he just really likes anime and video game music. So he's got his own little ensemble that they go online and, uh, do, uh, jazz covers of a lot of different things. I would just say highly recommend their channel, J music ensemble, especially if you like persona five, they have covers of so many persona five songs. And it's not like just like the basic ones. It's like, these are real deep cuts. Like they've got covers of so many random songs in this, like highly recommend it. They're all really amazing. So we're going to have a cover of simple and clean from J on J music ensemble. Highly recommend their YouTube channel. Go, go give them a look and uh, subscribe and all that. Uh, our next episode of kingdom hearts union is scheduled for the 6th of August. As always, if you guys like the show, please subscribe to us. Uh, subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes Store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts, and we are number one. And, of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com, Spotify, or... Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KHUnion. 
which I just want to uh, just say that, yeah, on Spotify, you can also find us by searching Kingdom Hearts, but, uh, you know, you can search Kingdom Hearts Union, Final Fantasy Union, whatever. You'll find us there. That's us. And uh, remember, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. And send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. All right, guys. It is that time again. It is goodbye time. Already? Already. But, yeah, it's another episode down. You know, just another episode after this, and then we'll be in our uh, 10th anniversary episode. I almost said 20th anniversary. 10 years early. (laughs) But, yeah, almost at our 10th anniversary episode. So exciting. Can't wait. I will just say real quick, just throwing this on at the end of the on the episode we're still working on uh, our own personal youtube channel stuff things are in production no worries just wanted to give a quick update that that is that is still progressing so yeah you guys have any final things to say say your goodbyes as well uh bye guys thanks for always tuning in and you know thank you for you know being on this journey of 10 years of kingdom Hearts union podcast with us and a lot of fun you know just being there for you know since what days or birth by sleep yeah so now that's a that's huge journey long gap long time there thank you everyone for listening i haven't been on the podcast for that long but i've been listening for a decent amount of years yeah so be excited exactly for the 10-year anniversary so exciting please be excited everyone exactly see that's how you know she's been listening forever because <laughs> we say that all the time <laughs> So anyway, I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production. Now, if y'all know the lyrics of this, y'all can go ahead and sing along. Right now, I want you to put your hands together. Just like this. Come on, man, let's go.